0: Hi, my loves. My name is Ruby Lee, entrepreneur, digital nomad, croissant-obsessed, free spirit, and founder of the Own Your Hustle movement, and this is the Own Your Hustle podcast. Here, you'll be so motivated to start that business you've always wanted to, grow it unapologetically, and go all in earning powerfully with ease and grace. I'm so excited that you're here and listening in, and I'm so grateful that you made it. So, welcome to the Own Your Hustle way of life, full of freedom, a dose of woo woo, and plenty of random tangent laughs along the way. (laughs) You know, I started my company working nine to five, too, as a recruiter. I was working for a ventures based business in the urban, cool city of Melbourne, Australia. And today I'm traveling the world, young family in tow, working with the most amazing humans ready to build a career and life by design. Strap in, my love, you are about to binge on all of the most incredible guests that I bring onto this podcast. And guess what? They started their businesses through purpose and calling, mostly while still working a day job. Let me also share this. I called my company Own Your Hustle as a reminder for us daily that we get to love our soul-led hustle. Own our decisions to go big, stop playing small, create with joy, take the risk, say yes to adventure, and from time to time, be okay with those meltdown moments. These episodes are filled with joy and strategy, spirituality and business, tactical tips, big picture concepts, musings, and of course, some of that ruby colored energy. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I am so excited for you to meet my guest today. If you don't already know her, Isabella Silverio, also known as Guava Girl, is joining us on the podcast. I'm so lucky to call Iza my friend, and I'm literally so inspired by all that Isabella has achieved. I met Iza actually through my mastermind with Sabrina, and it's been, what can I say, just Such a connection ever since. We met in person in Positano. It was like an instant bond with this babe. And I think you'll be able to hear it through the podcast itself. I mean, how could you not with this bright and beautiful soul? Isabella is an Instagram queen and she has blown out her following and her engagement you'll hear her talk about how she gets over a thousand DMs a week by just being so unapologetic about her beliefs. In this episode, we're going to talk about growing organically on Instagram, of course, building a remarkable business, which is now almost about to hit a million dollars. And also, I mean, seriously, unboxing a new Chanel bag live. When I was on the podcast episode with uh, with Iza, the uh, delivery guy came around and she's like oh my gosh I think that's my Chanel bag (laughs) so that was really cool to capture on the podcast itself so let's get stuck into this interview I'm so excited to hear your feedback and for you to learn all that you can from Isabella Silverio let's get started Hey, everybody. I'm so excited because I have one of my business besties here with me today. Isabella Guava in the house.
1: Welcome, girl. What is up, everyone? Ruby, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm pumped to share your story because it is one that is, to me, just so extraordinary. You're someone that I'm just so inspired by. But really, when you get to know Iza, it's just such a like, you know, your story is just like everybody else's, but you just did the work, you showed up, it's happening for you, you're growing every single month on month, like I swear every time we speak, amazing (laughs) things happen. Um, I want to share this with everyone here, but tell the world what you do.
1: Listen, own your hustlers. Um, So I am, I started as a Instagram coach. My background is in startup consulting. I started working in technology, fashion, and online service-based startups when I was around 18, 19. And then I did that for about four years before I went on to do, find my own business consulting agency in Gainesville. I worked in person for a few months and then I just kind of was like this is not bringing me enough money and I don't like leaving my house all the time. So I just pivoted online. Branded Guava Empowerment now is Guava Girl. I'm Isabella, the original Guava Girl. And I help online entrepreneurs really flourish their Instagram profiles to attract their ideal client, build their personal brand and build a sustainable business that's going to yield them profit for years to come.
0: We have to let everybody know where guava comes from because that's not your surname, is it?
1: No, I get that question all the time. Guava is not my surname. My last name is Silverio, so Isabella Silverio. Um, I'm from I'm Cuban heritage with roots from the Canary Islands in Spain. Cuban Nita Boss. Cubanita boss. And guava is a Caribbean fruit it's a tropical fruit and it's very popular in desserts to use a guava paste in cuban in cuban culture so guava pastelitos guava tequenos and it was basically in my baby bottle so when i was naming my business i It was for a school project. I was in business school. I'm in the middle of doing all the startup consulting and I'm going to business school. And one of the projects was that we had to create a B2B business before all I'd done was B2C because that's normally startup is, you create an app to serve the the market. So when I was doing a B2B business, I had to name it and I was just kind of thinking and um, I thought of Guava and I'm like, wow, it's cool. It's like Steve Jobs and Apple, except I'm Guava. And this is genius. And it really stuck. And then I started, um, I started identifying and really embodying what a Guava Girl really meant. And then my audience started to identify themselves as Guava Girls and with the Guava Girl Army. And it's just a group of empowered women who are ready to monetize off their own expertise.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So many questions from here. So after college, you went into the tech world and you, bit, yeah. yeah, then you did like the tech thing you worked for an employer. What was that moment you realized? I know you sort of mentioned in your intro, you just didn't like leaving the house every day, but do you actually remember that moment where you went, you know what? I'm just going to start my own business. Like, fuck it. I'm all in. How are we doing this?
1: Yeah. So that's actually, um, the way it came to be, it just, it was out of nowhere. I had no really intention to start my own business. I was working, with um, so I've actually never had a nine to five job. Whenever I was working in a startup, I was always on the marketing team or an intern. The startups never had that big of a budget to pay their team, so I was just always working for free. That you know that hustle, the late nights in the library, coding, creating marketing materials, content strategy. And it wasn't until I had a pretty bad experience at a startup, I had the most experience in terms of anyone else. I was the one who really understood millennial market behavior. And this was right after I did consulting in South Africa. So I, I went to South Africa for three months. I consulted impoverished entrepreneurs on their businesses, helped them with business plans, financials, bookkeeping, building their websites. I I did a lot of graphic design. And so this was right after that. I joined the startup, didn't have a good experience because my opinions were just not as valued as the juvenile, stupid males who were working there. They're all just like these frat guys. that's so funny, bro. Like Mm. it was just, it was insane. And I'm not someone to stay in something that isn't serving me. I know And if this is you, where you're just being, you feel like you're being belittled at your workplace, or you feel like you're not being appreciated for your efforts or your thoughts, I left, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have, you know, I had money that I worked at Pita Pit and that I had from student loans. So it wasn't a big risk to leave that non-paid startup, but I really had no idea what I was going to do because I'd always been involved in something. And then it just hit me when that, teach when the teacher, when the professors assigned that project and I, it was the easiest project I've ever done. It just flowed out of me. Everything Guava Empowerment was going to be. And I had this Google doc. I'm like, wow, I should really just do this. Right. And then the next day I filed for an LLC. I built the website. It was just a, it all happened. And I, and I knew that, um, I filed for an LLC literally the same day that I built the site and that I put up my Instagram. And I just knew that once you tell the government that you started a business, there's just no turning back and I did never I never turned back.
0: <laughs> it's so true. I had the exact same experience. Not that I started my business in college, but actually registering the business big deal. It seemed mm-hmm. so silly because it's like a piece of paper. It's relatively easy in Australia just to like, you know, go online and be like, yeah. yes, like I can grab my business name, but it made it so damn real and everything flowed from there. It was like the Instagram page started, I started to change things on my other profiles, and sometimes that's all you need to do. Like as simple as that. I love the fact that you actually started your business with a business plan you wrote in college. That is just so, super, super cool. That is awesome. Um, so nowadays, I mean, I know when you and I were in Italy together, we we're talking all about your amazing growth. So fun. We just had so much fun. It was you guys, I have to tell you, so I've been stalking is and I was so excited to meet Issa. So when when I got there, because I arrived late because my stupid car didn't arrive, I got there late and I walked down how many stairs? Oh like five hundred stairs, I and then, <laughs> for
1: that. I wasn't. I was too over <laughs> for that.
0: I was too sober for all those stairs. Oh my God. Walked all the way down the stairs, got there. And because you guys had already been there for some time, it was like, Oh my God, Ruby, we're going to go back to the villa now. And I had to turn all the way back and go up those stairs. And everyone was like, we were a few drinks in, weren't we? Like everyone Um, was just like,
1: that's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like,
0: there's Isabella
1: Guava. (laughs) I fangirled, like what you don't know is I fangirled over you while we were, before we met in Italy, I was just like, Ruby, I don't know what I'm going to say when I meet her. I hope she likes me. It's just so, I I crush hard and I'm super, I'm like, I'm super public about who I crush on.
0: I am blushing and it's not just the rosé. It's not just the rosé, but you know, seriously, I think once we met in Italy, it was like, okay, it was you know, there's just this um there's an energy, right? Like when you're surrounding yourself with a sisterhood that just gets it. We're not there to tear each other down, we're there to build each other up. And you were so, you know, just honest with like where things were at in your business, how you grew to where you are. So you said something that was so inspirational and it was about the revenue around Guava Girls. So last year, you were like at oh, 170k yeah. and this year you're like tracking to what are you tracking to at the moment?
1: Yeah. So year one, when I was in college, balancing, finishing up my undergrad in business, the first year we finished off at 17,000. The second year was 170,000. And then this third year is going to be 750,000. Lots of sevens. I know it's really, (laughs) should go to Vegas and lose it all. But, um, (laughs) but it's been, it's been crazy. And, And when I think about it, I think I, I think I entered at the perfect time. I think, you know, the earlier you start, the better, just like any platform, you know, you and LinkedIn, I, I really studied the Instagram algorithm and I really studied the way people relate to brands and how to create content that is not just helpful, but also shareable and establishing trust. And I just leveraged that as much as I could. And a lot of it was, that I don't know where this is going, but I'm gonna keep trying because the fact of the matter is, we did not start a business, you and I did not file for our business legally to not make money. And that's something I think every entrepreneur, and yes, if you have a side hustle, or you know if you're trying to just make money other than a nine-to-five, I would consider you an entrepreneur and you didn't do this to struggle and not make money. You did this to, to sell and, and we have to be creating content to attract the ideal client so we can sell to them.
0: Yeah. So true. So true. And you really did capitalize on Instagram really fast as well. You know, one of the, um, one of the things that you shared with me was you just have one of the craziest Instagram DMS there probably (laughs) is out there, right? Like how many DMS do you reckon you get a week?
1: Oh, a week probably a thousand or something.
0: That is insane. Did you hear that you guys, a thousand DMs. And that just really comes down to you just build relationships, right? Like you are not just there. There's a reason why everyone's DMing you, right? Like they feel like they relate to you. They're able to speak with you, share things with you. I'm sure that your community is sharing So much with you in the DMs, and it also builds really deep relationships. But how, like, how does that happen? I mean, nowadays, if someone's starting Instagram, it just Mm -hmm. seems so hard. Like, how do you even begin on a platform that seems so flooded?
1: Definitely. So the first thing that you have to understand is you have to understand the actual platform and the way it works before we try to learn how to dominate and do really well in it. So Instagram works in the way that the algorithm is going to prioritize content that you would most likely be interested in. So on top of that, we also have to understand how the user acts on Instagram as well. So your profile, for example, if it's not clear from the get-go of what you do, who you are, what you're about, what your mission is, then people are just going to click out or not follow you or just be, or even worse, what I would consider worse, they follow you thinking under the impression that you're an orange, but then you're putting Apple content. I don't know if that example makes sense, but it does. That's, how, that's how the constant follow and follow happens is that people are Following you, but then when you're putting out content and when you're, um, when you're, you know, doing your thing, they realize, oh wait, this isn't what I signed up for. I thought Ruby was gonna teach me about LinkedIn, but here she is talking about, you know, TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. I, lo- I, I, I know. You're <laughs> I know you're on TikTok. I know you're on TikTok. But
0: I have like 40 followers, baby. <laughs> <You're> Not <laughs> really on TikTok.
1: <laughs> no, I need to. You're you're killing. You're beating me when it comes to just being on all social platforms. But to further to fur, to further the UPS guy just got here. My Chanel bag just got here. So
0: what? My- I know. There's I a moment. This I needs know. to happen. Go get it. Go get it. Are you sure? Yes. Go and get it. Oh my God. What are you gonna do? Leave Chanel at the doorstep? This is happening, you guys. This is It's, so
1: <laughs> it's like a going-out bag. I don't have a. Yeah, I have a. I have a Chanel backpack. So that's something about me is I love the finer things, and mm. I just and don't I love that about, about you. I don't feel guilty about them. But let's see. Okay, so when it comes to and Instagram is also more about. I'm guys. I'm just uh, getting my knife and opening up this package, and then we'll. We're doing this. We're doing this. I have a whole Asana board of all the luxury goods. I <laughs> Not even kidding. With like with the links, with the prices, what like bracelets, the bags, the uh, the scarves, the oh, oh, it has like an OG Chanel box. Oh, this oh is, what I don't oh have. My, a oh box. my gosh, that is so beautiful. It's pretty open. Oh yeah, that's gorgeous.
0: That is perfect. That is that's such a good size because I don't do handbags. Like I I just don't like I find small clutches like that are perfect, and then I'd rather yeah. just put. My laptop and whatever I need in a bigger backpack. So, if anything, it's just going out bags is all I would really use. That is so gorgeous.
1: That was fun. Thanks for that. Was me that was fun.
0: Yeah, and I think this is <laughs> this is the thing, you guys. So, I love that we captured this moment because I know. <laughs> there'll be different drivers, like different drivers around what drives you in business, what you're motivated by, what you love. Like, is just loves this? Like, this is your thing. You have a freaking Asana board with all the things, (laughs) right? Um, Do you like, when do you decide you're going to get those things? Like, do you actually go a level deeper and you decide my next hundred K launch my next 200 K month? Like, do you do that? Or is it just like spontaneous for you?
1: Um, mostly it's to celebrate something. So that bag was, I saw it in an ad on Facebook and I was like, what is that? That's so pretty. And it was my birthday week. And on top of the very expensive Disney trip, I gave myself and my friends, um, I gave myself that bag. And the thing is, you know, I'm 24 years old. I just turned 24. Happy birthday. Thank you. I, I built this remarkable business. I saved, I saved so much money. I pay my team so much. I, I serve my clients so powerfully. I don't necessarily live beyond my means in terms of everything that I buy, I consume. I'm not like Mm -hmm. a wasteful person. Um, so when I'm, when it comes to purchasing luxury goods, it has to be a wise investment. Like that Chanel bag, I can just turn around and resell it for the same amount. Right. But you, and I'm very not, I'm not about fast fashion either. I don't think it's very sustainable for the, neither the economy or the environment. And I much rather buy something that I know I'm going to love and cherish, maybe give to my daughter or give to my mom or give, give to someone I care about and, yeah, I I don't, I don't justify my purchases because they're all heart centered and they are things that make me really happy. And, and this might be, you know, everyone has things that they really value. So my boyfriend loves cars. So he'll spend three times more on a car than I would people. I also really value my home. So I spent about $5,000 redecorating my living room, Um, hired an interior designer because I'm productive in this space and I want to And the work that I produce is going to yield me a hundred times the amount that I spend into it. So, and also money just has to be free and, and move around. I know we talked about that a little bit.
0: Oh um, yeah. I love um, this discussion. I saw you actually posted this morning about like how a CEO works or deals with money. And I really love that that you put that out there around like how to manage money, like you're a CEO and this will really resonate with like this audience in particular who are still likely going to be in a full-time job thinking about letting go of the life raft, the financial life raft and not yet thinking about their side hustle or their early stage business. Like a CEO, I find a lot of this audience is still thinking about it like a hobby. Um, But yeah, just to add Lib, you know, Your little quote was like, The more you understand your finances, the more money you will make. Isn't that just so true? Neglect and fear will keep you broke. Is that something that you went through?
1: Um, It was a long time ago. So when I was 19, I lost my dad and he died before he was able to retire. So the money he saved for retirement, he wasn't able to enjoy. And I was 19. Oh, here's Mr. Cash trying to bark. Sport cash.
0: Um, As we talk uh, about cash,
1: yeah, right. Oh my god, everyone thinks my dog is named like they're like, oh, what, like how, like oh, you're named after money. I'm like, no, he's Johnny Cash. Like, <laughs> oh, is he Johnny Cash. Yeah.
0: I don't know why I went there. I thought he was named after Cash Warren. No, I'm like, what I, the hell? I love,
1: I love old country singer stars. I love. <laughs> I love Jerry Lee Lewis. I love Johnny Cash. I love Dolly Parton. That, that's, that's where it came from. But, um, when I was 19, I, so I inherited some money, um, not, not a big fortune or anything. I used it to pay for school, but I didn't really process my dad's passing. Um, and I spent like $20,000 on just bullshit, like the dumbest things. Like dumb clothes at forever 21. Um, just Ikea, random Ikea trips. Like you um, don't even
0: remember where that went.
1: Food. Yeah, no. And then I, when I saw the account, it just like split in half. I'm like, wow, I did neglect it. I didn't look at my bank account for six months and I was just swiping the card using a lot for school, but not being wise. And that was a lesson I learned young. And I'm very, while While there's so many silver linings that came out of my dad's passing, um, I think that's also why I became very successful at a young age because I learned the lesson that Mm -hmm. what matters and what doesn't matter when in life. So the opinions of other people right? That matters a lot when you're presenting yourself on Instagram. There's all this fear of judgment. What are people going to think if I sell to them? Are, good, are people going to get annoyed? Or is my mother-in-law going to find me and judge me? Like, fuck that. That's just mm-hmm. so not important. And that is detracting from your mission to serve others, right? And it's also keeping you broke, like we mentioned. So it also goes to tie in Instagram even more. Whatever we nurture grows. I have a lot of plants. I'm a plant mom. The plants that I don't pay attention to fucking die. And I get sad, but I'm not mad at myself because I knew that I didn't take enough care of it. Um, But whatever we nurture grows. So if we look at our money and are wise about our spending, but not fearful about spending, and we look at our Instagram content and audit our content and not fearful of putting on there, we're going to attract more of the good stuff.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Seriously. So this is like, I actually remember you put a post out and it got a shitload of hate, didn't it? Just before Italy.
1: And I'm thinking
0: to myself, wouldn't, isn't that just like everyone's like,
1: Oh, it was like, who's not qualified to be a business coach. You messaged us and you were like, Oh my God, I'm getting so much hate right now. It's just getting worse and worse. Well, it was like, (laughs) It was, it was pretty 50-50. It was my first time really upsetting people mm. because this is something I'm very, maybe my beliefs will change, but today I still stand by what I said. I don't think everyone's qualified to be a business coach. Um, if you have not, if you, okay, <laughs> it's just like so many examples that, that go into this. But for example, if you're a fitness coach and you scaled your businesses, your business to like 5K, 10K a month, and then you switch to business, coaching, that's as far as you're going to be able to take your clients. So that's the thing. Number one, you're only going to be able to help your clients to the magnitude that you've actually scaled your initial business. The second thing, which working with Sabrina has really enlightened this, um, like fuel this fire is so many business coaches are not practicing what they preach in terms of they hustle so hard. They work 12, 14 hours a week, they are completely attached to the result of their business. Their happiness is dependent on the state of their business and they don't know anything different. So they teach their clients the same way. And so many of the time, my higher level clients, they come to me with all of these bad habits that their business coaches unintentionally instilled on them of, being attached to the outcome of the business, this emotional roller coaster. I'm happy because I get sales. Oh my God, sales are down. Now I'm depresso, espresso. And (laughs) it's and now I'm and I work I I my time frame in terms of working hours is four to six hours a day. I do coaching. I don't run an agency. I don't have an e-commerce brand. So coaching doesn't require that much of a time investment, especially if you have a team. I teach my clients how to build a team because they're business coaches. We're doing it all themselves. So I just think not everyone is qualified to be a business coach because one, you're messing with people's livelihood. And I don't think people, I don't think this wave of people wanting to be a business coach understands the magnitude and responsibility. Like, the advice I give my client is going to depend on their childcare and their being able to afford housing and their ability to feed themselves. So you want to get it right and you want to give good advice. Um, but so that's what my post was about. And totally. Yeah. And, and, um, the backlash was like, well, a sec, a third grader can teach a second grader, like someone just a a few steps ahead of you can teach someone behind them. And like, oh, my dog, now the FedEx guy is here. Isn't that weird? I don't know why we're getting so many packages. Um, what else is on that Asana list? What did you order? No, no, I didn't order anything else. Um, but my, my response to that is like, okay, but you know, elementary school kids aren't running businesses. So why are we, that's like a horrible example in my opinion, like, I'm not gonna, I mean, come on, come on with that example. Like, yes, I agree. Druby, you can teach me things. I can teach you stuff, but I don't know. I think there's just so much. I think, I think shop, shop around guys. If you're looking for a business coach, shop around and really look at their clients and look how they run their business. If they're always stressed, if they're crying on Instagram about how hard it is, like in the, in the words of Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, why are you crying over money? Cause money doesn't cry over you.
0: Mm, so Amen. powerful. You Amen. know, I have to say when I were well, hanging out with you guys, Sabrina in Italy, that first day, you guys, we didn't do anything business related zero. In fact, even in the second day, there really wasn't that much, like only like towards the evening. Cause the second day we were like on a yacht and living our best <laughs> lives, listening to Taylor Swift. It was just incredible. But I was like that first day, I was really adjusting. And I was adjusting to the fact that it didn't always have to be business, business, business. Like it was being in this energy of just being and loving the lifestyle and being in Positano with all of you gals, you know? So it was definitely this like shift of a mindset. I could feel that just immediately like, okay, I can switch off and it's okay. But do you remember all the questions were about when we did have questions, it was kind of about like, well, how do you just do you like not yourself? feel guilty? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you yeah. Yourself? yeah. And I think it's, um, do you like feel like time. you're
0: there now? Do you feel like you're kind of with your four to six hour days, like
1: sometimes you're super relaxed. Um, this week I've been really relaxed. I think it's I think it's like a week by week cases of of are we launching? Are we onboarding like twenty new clients this week? Are we, you know, did I just come back from travel? Because usually weeks like that, I'm very burnt out and I just need rest. But the but most of the time, I subscribe to the belief that business doesn't have to be hard. Like we like to make things hard and we are very attached to like the victimhood mentality at times of, Oh, you know, my Instagram profile, like the engagement cut in half and now I'm going to be broke on the street. Like shut the fuck up. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: I had one of my clients like a screenshot and she's just like, she'll listen to this and she'll die, but we won't, we won't say who it is. But she screenshot that th- she had lost three followers and she, but in, in, in relativity, I think it was just massive to the following chief thought. And she's like, but I'm posting more, I'm showing up more, like you said, and I'm doing more IGTV What's happening. And I'm like, That's great. That's actually good. I mean, if they don't want the value, it's fine. fine. Like, see ya, fine. making more room, making it's, more room.
1: It's like the microcosms of things that we perceive as negative that we, I was listening to a podcast about decisions. And whenever we make a decision, we think about all the possible outcomes that can come with making a decision or choosing, you know, choosing something over something or choosing not to do something. And we create all of these manifestations of what the future would look like when we go down a certain path. And that creates a lot of anxiety and it creates a lot of unnecessary thinking because when you make a decision that is definite. So for example, the man who did this study, I forgot whose name it was, but he was a scientist and he was doing these, this research, um, about people decision-making and their happiness levels. And they found that people who make these decisions that are definite end up being so much happier because they cope with that decision and they just learn to live with that decision. And he said in the podcast that, any good scientist will practice what they researched what they found in their research and he had been living with his partner at home for 10 years they've been living together in a romantic relationship and he went home proposed to her for 10 years they weren't married proposed to her got married and he said I love her even more now that she's my wife now that I can't turn back mm. because it's that definite decision right it's and he doesn't have to think about oh what else is out there i wonder if there's something better around the corner and i think it's the same with Instagram and engagement and the stress of once you decide that engagement, yeah, it matters, but what matters most is a community and the impact that you're building and the brand that you're building and something that's going to withstand the test of time, regardless of the engagement levels or who's seeing your posts, because the truth is the right people will always see your posts. I get girl DM me all the time. Like, Oh, your posts don't pop up. So I just liked your last five posts that they always do. Or I check your profile. Every day just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Mm. It's real. So
0: good. It's so good. And I think there's like, you know, I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk who was saying we need to have a healthier relationship with winning and losing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, getting 20 Instagram followers and then losing a hundred, like it's not the be all and end all. We just need to know like, it's okay. There's a positive relationship to losing as there is a positive relationship to winning. Mm -hmm. And all of it leads to what we're learning, like how we're growing as entrepreneurs, as humans, as women, the whole damn thing. So I love that you are so unapologetic for who you are. I really just appreciate that about you. You are not afraid to share who you are, your thoughts. And that's usually half the battle, you know, like, especially sometimes for a lot of us who are listening in, we forget that we have that voice because you're working for someone else or, you've been told you can't share that thing because on social media, you have to look a certain way. Just go and follow Isabella because (laughs) all of that, all of that bullshit will just melt away when you see stories and what she shares on. Um, And I just really want to acknowledge that about you. It's the thing that I see about you the most. I really do that. You are just you and you know, more than just being a kick-ass amazing business coach that's been on, that's been in like Forbes, in Thrive, like big, big publications that see this in you as well. I think more than anything, you just teach it real. So thank you. Thank you for always doing that. Now let's talk about Instagram and your hashtag matrix, because I think this is going to help a lot of us in this crew that wants to learn about IG and how to just trend, be seen more, be more visible. So you've got something called the hashtag matrix. What is that?
1: Absolutely. So before I can go into the power of the hashtag matrix, also thank you so much for it because that that means a lot coming from you. I really look up to you. Um, So it's so fun because it's like the holiday season and I'm sorry if you're not, I'm going to use a Christmas tree. I don't know if you celebrate Christmas, but I do. So that's the reference I'm going to use. Um, Instagram is like your Christmas tree. There's a lot of ornaments, there's lights, there's branches, there's, you know, fake spray to make it smell like a real tree. If that's the route that you're going for and your Instagram profile, this is like your content, your captions, your writing, your stories. There's all of these elements just like a Christmas tree on your Instagram profile. And I think the, Um, expectation with hashtags is that hashtags are going to boost your posts up in the algorithm and make you trend and hit and get you on the explore page but the fact is if you can have your hashtags perfect but if all the other elements on the Christmas tree are really wonky and not aesthetically pleasing the hashtags aren't going to do shit so like Mm. you're taking pictures of a potato phone and then you slap some hashtags on it, that's not going to help necessarily. You have to have, you have to have clear writing skills, coherent thoughts. And, and, you know, I'm not saying you have to be on the cover. It has to be like a Vogue fashion shoot. I'm just saying good lighting goes a long way. Um, but hashtags essentially can be great ways for your ideal client to find you. And likewise for you to find your ideal client. And, This, my hashtag matrix was the first product that I released in Guava Empowerment other than my, my coaching. And this was a product that I pushed, pushed, pushed for about a year. I talked about it for about a year and thousands of people have it now. Um, people still buy it today all the time. My Stripe transactions are like matrix, matrix, because it's literally the most popular hashtag product on the internet. Um, in terms of like SEO ranking. I know it's really great. Um, be, that's because I talked about it for a year. <laughs> um, when it comes to like passive income stuff, you have to talk about it. So I leveraged past the, the hashtag matrix to then go into like really coaching and people kept asking me questions. How can I improve my profiles? So that's how I kind of went into the coaching realm. But, um, The hashtag matrix is a collection of over 5,000 niche targeted hashtags that you can use in your Instagram posts to trend, to get on the trending pages, to boost your likes, boost your follows. Um, But again, you have to have that really great content to, to back that up um, hashtags are continuously just getting used and used and used so you want to make sure that you're using something called niche hashtags which aren't um, over exploited or overused and that's what the ha- that's like the magic of the hashtag matrix is every single hashtag was researched by myself or my team and we make sure that they're all niche hashtags to guarantee um, visibility when you post
0: Wow. Okay. We need to get our hands on this. It's amazing. Go and check out Izzy's Instagram page.
1: For yeah. $5 off if you're, if you're, okay. if you need a deal.
0: We're doing that podcast, $5 off links in the show notes. And the link is also in Izzy's Instagram page in the bio. Yes. I believe it's like the first link that you can see. Most of the time.
1: See. That's Most like always of the time. like my... Like I have whatever we're promoting, like if we're launching something, that'll be the link, but maintenance wait, what time right now what I'm in, it's always a major, because that's just
0: my day. I appreciate you so much, Iza. Thank you. Once again, you are beautiful inside and out. Everyone go follow Iza, tag us, let us know that you've listened to this episode and remember you can absolutely own your
1: hustle. Bye guys. Bye everyone.
0: So that is it for today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed meeting Isabella Guava. Head to the show notes to find all of Izza's links below. And if you're an early stage entrepreneur looking for a community and a movement to support your dreams and to help you start your online business, whether you're a coach, mentor, service provider, check out Own Your Hustle The Movement in the show notes below. It is the free Facebook community. We're almost at two and a half members. I mean, they're all the time to support you. So yeah, check it out, join, and I shall see you on the inside and look out for next week's episode. It's going to be such a good one, all about psychic predictions in my business. Woo!